You're listening to She, a podcast for women ready to leave their mark on the world. I'm Nichelle Lawrence. As a wife and mom of four girls, I'm committed to empowering women in life and business while holding space for moms of color navigating pregnancy, postpartum, and parenting. In this season, I'm sharing from my book, She, A Sister Girl's Guide to Overcoming Her Past and Pursuing a Limitless Future. Like many women, I accepted only what I was offered, living beneath my gifting and potential until the day I had had enough. I realized that I deserved to live the life that God planned for me, the life that was promised regardless of my past mistakes. And now I show women how to get unstuck by pursuing passions, following dreams, and living beyond limits. I'm here to tell my story. Chapter 5, Made for This. Sticks and stones may break bones, but words will literally kill you. I'm not exaggerating. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, which would lead me to believe that words can be deadly. We live in a society that forces us to label everyone and everything. There are so many genres and categories. Surely everyone fits in at least one or two. From hip hop to country, glam to chic, emo to nerd, obese to anorexic, and everything in between. Because of this mandatory labeling, it is important to know who you are where you're going, and what you're willing to accept. You were created for greatness. Believe it or not, you were. We were fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. Although we may have different destinies, we were designed for a specific purpose. It's hard to fathom how we can all be like God, yet so different. Maybe it's easier to understand if you imagine a puzzle. There are many pieces, yet one picture. Every piece is intended to fill a certain void, making each piece just as important as the next. It's not about you as an individual, but about the bigger picture. You're beautiful. I don't care what he told you or what they said. Doesn't matter what you ain't got enough of or maybe you have too much of. You are absolutely stunning. Baby, you're the apple of God's eye. You're a prize to be won. Don't ever think you have to lie down, compromise, or conform for a compliment. It makes no difference how much money he has or what promises he makes to you. If he loves you, he'll put a ring on it. In case you're wondering, yes, I'm telling you the same things that were told to me about my worth, but just because I didn't listen doesn't make them any less true. As a matter of fact, the results of my rebellion should further prove their validity. Need a scripture? Um, let's go with Psalms 139.14. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows right well. Or we can go as far back as Genesis 1 and 27. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, created he him, male and female created he them. First Peter 2 and 9 calls you a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So like I told you, it doesn't matter what he said or what they said, as long as you know who you are in Christ. Back in the day, Way back in 2005, singer Tierra Mari released a song called No Daddy. The chorus started with, I ain't have no daddy around when I was growing up. That's why I'm wild and don't give a... It went on to talk about how it shouldn't be assumed that she was giving it up just because she was raised in the street and her jeans fit nicely. How often do we let our situations define our actions and ultimately dictate who we become? A lot of times we hear, my dad was never around or my mom didn't love me like she should. And we use those unfortunate situations to justify being less than excellent. When in reality, those circumstances should propel us to greatness. 
seems like we'd find more pride in saying, you know what, my dad may have done me wrong, but I'm going to do everything I can to make him proud anyway. Or better yet, I wasn't afforded certain opportunities from my parents, so I'm going to ensure that my children are given every opportunity possible to succeed. You have to be willing to press. Fortunately for me, my dad was always around. I grew up with both parents in the home and grandparents not far away. There was always someone telling me I was beautiful, smart, and all that other good stuff. Daddy used to take me on dates so I'd know how a man was supposed to treat me. When I was in sixth grade, we went to TGI Fridays to celebrate my birthday. I wore a green and blue plaid dress with my forest green leather coat with the oversized hood. I was sharp. He wore a suit, opened every door, pulled out my chair, and paid for my meal. That's what a real man does. For a long time, I blamed my failures and setbacks on my father's connection to ministry. It seemed that every time I turned around, he was going on some church business. Additionally, he's a youth advocate. So at some point or another, he was my Sunday school, chastity class, children's church, and vacation Bible school teacher. Did I mention he was always around? Eventually, I began tuning that man completely out. To this day, I'm approached by random people claiming to be my brother, sister, or cousin, meaning dad met them at the youth detention center, or he facilitated their after-school program and adopted them as a relative. Do you get where I'm going with this? I had created a story that suggested that I would need to be in trouble to get some real attention from my dad. Please don't get confused. In no way, shape, or form am I holding anyone other than Nichelle responsible for any decisions that I've made. I did not get pregnant in an attempt to get anybody's attention. I'm simply showing how easy it is to blame someone else for bad choices. What does my dad have to do with this? Absolutely nothing. All of that was the story I was telling myself in the midst of my rebellion. My story was about me, not at all about my father. I believe that everything happens for a reason. You can't convince me of chance, coincidence, or mere happenstance. They simply do not exist. God has and has always had a plan. Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. God is so intentional. Not only did he create each and every one of us as individuals made in his image and likeness, he instilled a purpose within us. He didn't make us to be idle or like dials to place on a shelf. We were made for a specific assignment and God being as detail-oriented as he is, roadmapped our lives before they even began. Jeremiah 1.5 says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. In other words, you were made for this. It was never God's plan for us to struggle. In Genesis, God created Adam and then Eve. He set them up in the Garden of Eden and gave them everything they would need to survive and be successful. They had animals, fruits and veggies they didn't even have to do laundry but that wasn't enough for them they went after what they thought they wanted and in turn had to suffer the consequences as a matter of fact we're still suffering because eve got snaked how often do we go outside of god's perfect plan to get what we think we want i could tell you firsthand that it always ends up disastrous but god being the all-seeing all-knowing all-powerful super intelligent guy that he is knew the decisions we'd make before we had the opportunity to make them. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I was taught to study the Bible, fast, pray, and save myself for marriage. 
I have no excuses to offer and no one else to blame. I see why Adam blamed Eve in the Garden of Eden. He was basically like, Lord, I know you said not to, and I wouldn't have, but that woman you gave me. I'd love to place the fault on someone else, but truth is, I laid down what I knew for what I thought I wanted. Case closed. I don't know your story, but I'd admonish you to use it as a stepping stone instead of a stumbling block or resting place. Too Hurt to Pray Disclaimer, if you've never been here, feel free to skip this segment as it may be hard for you to understand how one might choose to wallow in their own affliction rather than turning it over to God in prayer. Believe it or not, it happens. There have been days where I've laid in bed and cried for hours on end. I'm talking lights out, blinds closed, and head buried underneath the comforter. Yet while I was convinced I was on the verge of death, not once did I ask God to help me. I knew that he could, but maybe I just didn't want him to. You've been listening to She, A Sister Girl's Guide to Overcoming Her Past and Pursuing a Limitless Future. If you'd like to learn more about the work that I do or contribute to future episodes, please visit nichelle.com. And of course, for daily inspiration, follow me on Instagram at Nichelle Lawrence. More than anything, know that I'm cheering you on. I believe that everyone has a story and I can't wait to connect with you to hear yours. Until next time.